0: As the economy tightens, retailers are getting their products in front of thousands of new customers every month. The P.E. Gun Show is a whole family event featuring toys, craft items, food, survival, and hunting accessories. Every show is loaded with potential buyers looking for your products. For table rental information, contact P.E. or call them at 970-663-9101. The new 90,000 square foot premier events expo center located at the Greeley Mall off Highway 34 is the perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact PEShow.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's pe 970-663-9101.
1: Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I want to begin today by uh, thanking everyone who has prayed for me. Uh, I will explain what, why people have been praying. The early part of May or March, I'm sorry, we had a a uh, little bit of rain, and it's black ice. It froze, and on the way to work on a Tuesday morning, I was out heading out to warm the car up before I headed into the station, and it looked like rain. It looked just like it had been raining. I didn't know that it was frozen. I slipped and fell and uh, I had a fairly severe injury. I ended up in the hospital. I did mention this on the Present Truth program. I did explain to that audience why I hadn't been in the station doing a few live podcasts. But for this church family I will explain what happened and um, I broke nine ribs I broke the uh, femur my left leg up close to the hip and I punctured my lung it was a pretty severe injury it was very very painful I was in the hospital for regular treatment, recovery, and rehab for a total of 16 days. I don't like to mention too much, but because so many of you have prayed for me, sent me cards, I appreciate the prayer support, all of the the cards, the get well cards, financial help, I am very, very grateful to everyone for that. For all things. Uh, The phone calls, the concern, I I appreciate it. Um, We are not to ignore, Paul said, one translation, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. Another translation, is we are not to ignore these attacks Uh, many of you you view this as a an attack many probably don't wouldn't understand it there are no accidents God does allow things to happen He causes all things to work together for good. I was laying on the ground on the ice and I was in extreme pain. And it was probably 10 15 seconds after I was able to collect my thoughts, and the Lord gave me a verse. God causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him, to those that are called according to His purpose. I had the assurance that this was going to work for good, and it has in many, many ways. When any of you have an accident of any kind, something that is unexpected, know that God has something planned in that experience. God wastes nothing. He can't. He uses all things for good, especially for we who believe in Him, we who are His people. There are many, many things that the... uh, Lord has revealed to me during this time I'm I'm not allowed to put any pressure on the leg I'm not allowed to walk I'm wheelchair bound I uh, can't do a whole lot because most places uh, I can't visit people because friends because their homes are not wheelchair accessible I uh, am doing everything being cautious being careful not to re-injure the brake. I had to have surgery. They put in a pin, they had to put in some screws to pull the the socket down to the bone to cause it to set the pin, kept everything in place, the the screw drew everything together so that that brake could heal. Then they had to put up another plate with screws holding things together. I don't like to talk about this. I really don't. My life is private. This is not just so that people that hate me can rejoice. I'm not, I'm not ignorant. I'm not ignoring Satan's devices. I know there are people that hate me. I know there are people in the occult. This happened right at the full moon of march fifteen minutes after the full moon is when i fell many of you don't know what i'm talking about others do it is a night every full moon where the children of the devil are out doing their witchcraft their prayers incantation curses spells things of this nature we are not to ignore Satan's devices, we are not to be ignorant of that occult world. The only reason I'm presenting this to you, at every full moon, I generally pray for God's protection for myself and everyone that I love. It's just a wise thing to do. God causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him. I had the best care in the hospital, the best nurses the best surgeons, the best doctors. In rehab, I had the best. I I feel very fortunate. I know many of you who end up in the hospital, you don't feel that you get the very best. The reason I had the staff that I had attending to me was because so many of you were praying. Again, I thank you I appreciate it. I don't take it lightly. I can't do anything in my ministry without being covered by prayer of everyone. And we, maybe you, you pray and you never see the results. Well, I want to tell you, through your prayers, I had the very best care. Again, the very best staff. I couldn't do anything with the ribs. I couldn't cough. It was painful. I couldn't hiccup. I couldn't clear my throat. I uh, had to sleep on my back. Three ribs in the back were broken. Six in the front. And I couldn't move because of the hip. The The bone in the hip, in the socket going going into the hip socket so your prayers God answered I didn't the medication they gave me for pain I didn't abuse it I took what I needed I wasn't uh, I wasn't unwise to just try to uh, gruel it out and to uh, be a man and not take the painkillers That's stupid. It's dumb. It would be ignorant to do that. You don't heal. But I didn't abuse anything. They had a dosage of painkillers that they wanted to give me, 10 milligrams. I took five. Whenever I started to feel the discomfort, I went ahead and I took medication. Once I could, I asked the nurses if I could get into a wheelchair. And I started moving around. I didn't want to be the worst thing for anybody in a condition where you you need to. Uh, if you're if you're too sedentary, you you lose your strength. So I asked if I could get into ask them if I could get into a wheelchair, go up and down the halls. Yes, I'm in a hospital gown, and yes, you know. <laughs> it's really, you wouldn't do that out on the street. In the hospital, it's okay to go up and down the halls in your wheelchair with your hospital gown on. But uh, it's important to be to, to stay active. And I force myself to stay active. I have to recover. And I am recovering nicely. I told uh, the present truth listeners, that I uh, when I left rehab I mean I worked on my balance I worked on my strength I worked on just being able to to stand I can't stand on the I can't stand put any pressure on the leg because of the nature of the break any pressure I will probably injure myself again and go back in for a more extensive surgery so I'm not I'm being as wise as I can I'm being very careful in the wheelchair When I transfer from uh, the bed to the chair to the restroom to the chair back to the bed to the table I'm very careful so I don't fall. We have to be wise. Also um, when I left rehab they they wanted to know if I wanted in home. medical treatments, medical care, and if I wanted in-home physical therapy and I told them no. Rather I have the best nurse in the world she takes me to, puts me in the van the wheelchair in the van, she takes me to Walmart and I call it Walmart therapy. I I end up buying this and that things that I need but I'm up and down the aisles I find the empty aisles and that's where I go and I push it and I would get home fatigued but day by day by day by day a couple of times I had to I couldn't do three, four days in a row I'd do three days, take a break then do three days, take a break and I'd get pretty sore just from inactivity but again my attitude is what it needs to be to recover to continue the duties that God has given me in this life for many of you who are faithful to pray my recovery is due to your prayers again i i cannot Thank you enough. I appreciate these prayers. I appreciate the phone calls. Uh, for a while there, I couldn't talk. I couldn't talk to anybody. I was too winded. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't take deep breaths. Then they bring these, these instruments, and they make me inhale, which was very painful. I can only do it two or three times and they're expecting me to go four or five or six or eight times with these these little contraptions what are they thinking one rib is bad two is unbearable I don't know how I did it with six on the front I couldn't touch my ribs on the left then I'm laying on the three broken ribs on my back I kept thinking somebody had put a small towel behind me on my left lung, and they said, no, there's nothing there, until one day my wife said, well, you've got a big, you've got a big knot, probably eight, eight, nine inch knot, that's like a small, not a small tube, like a three inch tube, you take a three inch tube, cut it in half, and paste that to your back. It was it was severe. I'm not I'm not going to tell you that it was just always oh, nothing. No, it it was uh, it was very painful. Thank God that I was able to get into the hospital, into the hospital immediately, into emergency, and by two in the afternoon they had a room for me that day. The uh, gentleman that came in to take an X ray they'd done the cat scans they took x-ray they said they'd had 57 people come they'd done had 57 x-rays 57 people with broken bones this was up and down the front range this is from north denver all the way to loveland almost into fort collins black ice it was a uh, and, and this was just in Lafayette. That was just in that city where I, I ended up in the hospital at the uh, Good Samaritan. I don't know how many people, I don't know the emergency rooms in Longmont, Boulder, Loveland, Meade, Frederick, Thornton, Erie, these cities, Louisville, who knows, Lions. So there may have been hundreds and hundreds of people So I wanted to begin by just I'm back doing programs I wanted to let you know what happened and um, this way I'm telling this audience I thank the present truth crowd for their prayers I thank this audience this prayer family this this radio church family, thank you very much. Thank you. God bless all of you. God, God keep you in your time should you have a time of hardship. God willing, you won't. God willing. So with that, I uh, now have so many different directions to go. I've just considered over these last weeks, almost a month, I won't be able to... I won't be... I'll still be in a wheelchair probably through mid-May, possibly. If the doctor uh, doesn't see the bone healing the way it should, uh, he'll keep me in the wheelchair for a while longer. I don't mind. I want to make sure that I'm going to be able to get up about without any further injuries. I've been thinking while in the hospital what direction to continue to go in what is best for this this uh, family of listeners what is the most important what is the very very best for you the very best God expects he desires and expects that his people that have been called to teach and to minister will not consider it a job, something that they have to do, something they don't enjoy most of the time, something that they do for profit. That's not what it's about. Paul, the apostles, they didn't do anything for profit. They were given a commission. They were to go into the world and preach the kingdom of heaven. A kingdom that had come to earth through Christ and a kingdom with power. And that power was going to be dispensed into the hands of men. People. Women. They had they were to present the Messiah to Israel. The Messiah to the unbelievers they were to explain what had happened on the day of resurrection we just had Passover you know I'll say this briefly with the Jewish people and with the church we celebrate Passover in a real way once a year Passover is every day Every day, we believers, the death angel is looking for ground in our lives. He's looking for opportunities to, firstly, to kill us. And if he can't kill us, he'll try to destroy, steal from us. Every day with we believers is Passover. Every day we experience Christ and His power through the Holy Spirit in us that resurrects us from the hardships of the day, the distresses that we may have emotionally, in the soul, and daily He causes and forces the death angel who comes to steal and take us out of this life before it's time. Every day is Passover. The feasts of Israel, they're not a a once-a-year thing. The experience is what's important with each of the Passovers, with each of the feasts. Passover, tabernacles. Every day, Christ, because He is in us, He tabernacles within us, and we tabernacle with Him without We're in Him. We live in Him. We move. We have our being in Him. We're tabernacling with Him every day. So the feasts are the experiences that we believers have every day. Not once a year. Every day. We have a kingdom. We've been given a kingdom. The apostles presented began to present the power of the kingdom of heaven just like Christ did he was the exact example he was the bellwether he was the one that set everything in motion he trained these apostles he gave them understanding of his power and now, after, the, after Christ raises from the dead, they become born again. They have the Holy Spirit within. That is a magnificent experience each of us have, being born again. The Holy Spirit within us. Then, on top of that, on the day of Pentecost, we have Pentecost every day. It's it didn't just happen 2,000 years ago every day we have the Holy Spirit who will pour His Spirit upon us in power to give us power to accomplish whatever is needed for ourselves or for others in that day and on Pentecost they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit this empowered them to go out boldly proclaiming Messiah was crucified and raised from the dead and Messiah has introduced into the world through his people a kingdom that is eternal and we have a first fruit a, a, a uh, experience a foretaste of the kingdom of heaven to come of the kingdom that will come at, right, at Christ's return when he's finished judging the nations he will be christened lord of all inaugurated ruler and king of this earth and he will bring in his millennial kingdom in power, full power the demons, the devil, the fallen angels, they will be powerless during that thousand year feast, thousand thousand year millennial reign and the thousand year feast with the we believers. But we get to foretaste, we get to enjoy the first fruit of an eternal kingdom because the eternal one is inside of us. Unto the King eternal, the Father, immortal the Son, in the invisible and under the king eternally mortal invisible that the Godhead the only wise God be honor and glory forever and ever amen we get to experience him during our lives during this period of 2000 years a dispensation an age of individuals Jewish Hebrew and Gentile who have the Holy Spirit God himself dwelling inside of them we uh, we are commissioned to present this coming kingdom to our families to those around us that's what we are to do That's what we're commissioned to do. While I was in the hospital, I had to think about these things. I believe fervently with all of the the proof of what is happening in this world. I, I am uh, of the opinion, I am convinced, I am convicted that we have just, at some point, entered into the final ten years before Christ returns, and in this ten-year period, all of the great prophecies—they're all going to—to to, it's like the waves in, in in the sea. In some areas, they all collide at the same time, and you get rogue waves. You have waves so powerful they sink ships, uh, big ships. They crack them in half. They'll break them, split them. And this is what I feel that I can't be apologetic for telling you that this body of this family, this family that has believed and accepted Jesus Christ This family that's living presently, some may go be with the Lord before this 10 year, this decade is out, but we are watching, we are seeing, we are in this ocean where all of these things are hitting at the same time. I can begin, I'm going to just continue to present why I feel this way. I see it in the scripture, which is the the main reason I feel this way. I see it in the scripture. Almost 50% of the Christian people, evangelicals, are fully convinced that Antichrist, as we know him, is already alive. He is in this world, he is waiting to take position. As the lawless one, then you look at the condition of the evangelical churches in this country. Are they as the family of God? is it ready for hardship? Is the family of God ready for the distresses that have begun? Will the family of God god's children? will they be able to stand in spite of all that's coming personally I don't believe so personally I believe that uh, most of the believers don't really believe we're in that time of the end not the end of the world the end of the dispensation. The the final years of what we would term we believers, I'm speaking in Christian lingo to you, the final years of the church age. The church age will end and there will be no church as we understand church in the millennial kingdom. There will be a, an individual that will be the last person to ever be born again just barely making it into that experience that will mark us as unique in all of eternity we're the ones that will have received Messiah as the Holy Spirit The Jewish people, the Hebrew people prior to John the Baptist, prior to Christ, all those apostles or all of the prophets, they knew, they were waiting, they were wishing, they were hoping. They knew something was coming. They spoke of it. They didn't have the experience because they did not have the Holy Spirit inside of them. They had the Holy Spirit upon them. God spoke to them audibly. He will still speak audibly when He has to. But normally He will speak to us in many different ways, a small, still voice. He'll speak to us through the environment. He'll speak to us in many, many ways. We have an advantage because we have the Holy Spirit. He is able to give us a language we have a language and understanding of who he is because he knows our personality and he will speak according to our personality so we, ha- we are very unique but there will be one person I don't know from what nation male or female that individual will be from but that person will meet the Lord and then immediately be changed in the twinkling of of an eye from his fleshly his body of flesh to a brand new body just like the angels cannot perish this time the, 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 the time I'm speaking of for we Believers, it's up the road. Eight, nine, I believe less than ten years. I believe that uh, I'm just presenting mainly concepts, overview, complete thoughts to give you an idea, things to consider, I plan to use the scripture to present the reasons why I believe what I believe. And I have been presenting scripture over the last year and a half, two years. I did have a revelation, a realization. And the Lord told me that many of the things, and and I was forced to play some of these programs that I pre-recorded A year ago, six months ago, four months ago, and many of them, I I do a program and I'm busy through the week, and I don't have time to go back and re-listen to uh, criticize. I get a lot of criticism, and it's due due criticism and there are things that I could present to you in a different fashion using a different vocabulary many times I have a program planned, laid out prepared verses thoughts direction and I begin to minister and the Holy Spirit takes me a completely different direction. And afterwards, I look at my notes and I think, Man, I didn't go in the direction I intended to go. Well, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, just told me. Every week, the audience is different. Many of the same listeners, new listeners. But the Lord told me, and I've given you the verses in this before. In Revelation, the Lord is a master of ceremonies. He comes dressed every Sunday in a fashion in royalty. He always presents Himself to His children in His royalty, in His majesty. Many Christians just still know Him as a shepherd. And that's where they... That's how they know Christ. Most of their lives, he's just a little shepherd. He was a he was a shepherd of the sheep. He was, uh, you know, he came to die for our sins, which he did. But they don't come forward into the book of Revelation to see how Christ is going to present himself to the world in the time in which we live. He's not presenting himself except for the new believe to the new believers as the Savior. He is, he will always be the Savior, but for we who have been in Christ longer, He's presenting Himself to us in all of His majesty, wearing garments that are fit for royalty, for honor. He presents himself in a manner where he needs to be feared. The angels fear him, and they're holy, they're perfect. They fear him. Because they know who he is. We don't we need that revelation to, to know, to see who this Messiah is today, in the time in which we live. He's come dressed as a judge he's coming with a scepter and with that scepter he's measuring each one of us individually to see if we're meeting the standards of righteousness that he had to meet he was always judged by the royal scepter the 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 requirements of a God who is righteous and holy which was evident on the night that he went before Pontius Pilate and before the soldiers of Rome before the disciples before the crowds before the Sanhedrin he was being tested he was being examined we also are being examined. No, we're not going to meet these requirements of God without the Holy Spirit, without the Lord Jesus. Our righteousness, we have none. He is our righteousness. He is the one who makes us acceptable before a fearful God. Just through Him, we are able to stand before God His Father. He's our advocate. He's the one who cleared us of the faults. Just who we are individually, what we do, which is offensive to God, what we think, our actions... But that doesn't even talk. It doesn't address even our nature.
2: Inspired Health Summit, Real Solutions for Healthy Living. June 24th at the Ranch in Loveland, next to the Budweiser Event Center. Come and meet local providers like Gail Lynn, inventor of the Harmonic Egg. Adapted Athlete, Rustin Hughes from Be Bold Adapted Living, Christy Sullivan from Vitality for Life, Christy Hall from Living Well Health Group, Children's Health Defense, and Weston A. Price Foundation. Get your tickets now before prices increase. Visit Naturally naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com.
4: That's WarriorsRevolution.com.
3: Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Did the fire marshal take one look down your driveway and say, Uh, my guys aren't going down there. Or are there
0: parts of it that just need a little more sun? Then call Affordable Tree at 970-568-6898. We can climb, cut, or trim your problems away. Specializing in defensive space, upper and lower fire mitigation, forest health, plus we can save freshly hit beetle trees. So call us at 568-6898. That's 568-6898.
2: 1360 fans, Tika here with Serenity Painting. Did you know that we also offer concrete framing, drywall, and much more? For a free estimate, call us at 970-978-9565. Mention 1360 and receive 15% off any construction service and or free upgrade to Lifetime Warranty Paint with a seven-year labor warranty included. Call us today at 970-978-9565.
3: The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat
0: Sharp community members. This is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783.
6: KHNC, my truck broke down. I knew it was time to get a new one. And I knew there was only one place I was going to go, Steve and Mike, over at the Ramsey Auto Group. So I gave them a call at 970-443-5654, and I went down to their new location at 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. They gave me a tremendous trade-in value for my old truck, which didn't even run. And then they set me up with a new truck that I love. The process was seamless and easy. They took great care of me. Ramsey Auto Group in Greeley, 970-443-5654.
3: No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams.
0: KHNC is proud to carry My Kind CBD products products include cocoa top shelf tinctures hemp salve moisturizing lotions and retinol cream they also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin to see all the cbd products we carry visit the station at two south parish or check us out online go to 1360khnc.com click on the shop button
5: After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger, while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquint, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592.
7: You can hear the roar, the roar of the Rockies, 1360 AM, KHNC, Johnstown.
1: Okay, I'm going to continue now with the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host and the founder of Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. Contact information is P.O. Box 872 Longmont Colorado eight zero five zero two I uh, kind of in the last hour I I just didn't want to break the momentum I wanted to keep uh, hopefully a clear thought and I think I went a little bit a little bit longer than I should have but it's okay Now, in this hour, I again, to begin the programs, in the future, I am going to pick a thought and I'm going to thoroughly cover that thought. Today, I'm just presenting some things to you to get you to think. The Lord is visiting us in a different manner. A different, he's, he's, he's visiting us really as the Lord of hosts. Yahweh Sabeoth. The Lord of hosts. He is the commander of his spiritual armies within the body of Christ. We are a, we are his, his army. I don't like to use that word. I have to. That's the only way I can explain it. We're at the end of the world, at the end of an age. We are going to close the age out. The hardships that we're going to go through are like the world has never seen before. There are those who uh, believe that we are going to be raptured out of all the hardships to come. I don't hold that view. I don't believe it's accurate. I don't believe it's true. I believe that it is a doctrine of demons. It is very deceptive because the Christians who hold that view they are complacent. They feel that what is coming isn't going to affect them or their families, those that they love. I personally say this is a very, very dangerous attitude to have. If you, if you don't plan for the long race, if you are not in shape, if you don't have the stamina that you need spiritually, then you're going to lose hope. You're going to end up in psychological despair, you're going to be basically—I don't say—I I don't know if I want to use the word useless, but you won't be as useful as you should be. A friend of mine told me a story one time, and this is the way I can explain it, bring some clarity to it. There was a team of missionaries that was going to go to South America. They were going to minister. And people were volunteering. They were praying to see if they should go or not. And there was a group that was putting this together. One individual gentleman, he came and he told them, he said, You know, I, I feel the Lord has told me I'm to go. Well, they weren't so sure about it. They just weren't so sure that this guy was listening to the Lord. But he persisted. They finally yielded. They flew into an area in South America. I think it was northern northern part of the country. The flight flew in. And it, they were there for one week. And a week later, the plane would land again. And they would take that, they would board that plane and leave the country, come back to the U.S. They landed, everybody went to the motels, (laughs) if you want to call it that. Uh, This was a third world country. Poor, it wasn't a best Western, it wasn't, you know, it was none of the luxurious motels we have in this country. It was just Plain as can be, it had a bed, a lamp, a closet, a door to get in, a door to get out, and a window to look out onto the street. Well, he went in to get cleaned up. And they have these on the on the sewer systems in this country. You have potable water, and you have sewage. Sewage, they have check valves, so that if the valve, so if the sewer should back up, a check valve keeps that sewer from dispensing sewage into the potable water. Well, down there, that check valve didn't work. This gentleman got into the shower, turned it on, and out came hair and all kinds of nasty stuff. And it was such a shock to him that he had a meltdown and some of the ministry team They spent the whole week tending to this man who broke down psychologically. And rather than going out and ministering to the people in the city, they were babysitting this person. It was a culture shock. He couldn't handle it. He didn't have the growth of life, of maturity to be able to just clean himself off. He called the boy, he went to the window, called the boy down on the street that had a cart full of these water jugs. He bought every jug and he tried to wash himself off. It still wasn't enough water. I think he probably thought he was going to die from the contamination of of the filth. The point is, This is the great majority of the Christian people today. Something will happen, and they won't be able to cope with it. They will be a mess, and there's not going to be enough people around them to care for them. Because everybody is going to have something that they're dealing with. So it's basically going to be every individual should be strong in the Lord so that they can make it through whatever comes their way. Whatever comes, they should hopefully have the maturity and the strength and the experience and know how to bring the Holy Spirit into their environment so that they can make it without being a burden. Well, this doctrine of a pre-trib, mid-trib, multi-trib rapture, there are some that believe in a pre, some believe in a mid, there are some that believe that there could be multi, some at the beginning, some in the middle of the tribulation, but everybody's going to be gone. Then there are those that are post-trib, meaning after the tribulation, the seven years of tribulation, then the rapture or the resurrection. It's not a rapture. It's a resurrection. They use that word rapture. It's not a good word. It's a rapture. It's I'm sorry. It's a resurrection. There will be one resurrection of the dead and those still living. A resurrection to the judgment seat of Christ, which I should take the time in the future to present to you what this is, this judgment seat of Christ. Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians, where we're all going to stand before the Lord and we're going to be tested with fire. And what is not of God, what is not of gold, silver, precious stone is going to burn. What is wood, hay, and stubble is going to... Of the Gold, silver, precious stone will go through the fire. Wood, hay, and stubble is going to be burned. But we are going to be still saved. We just don't have any works for our banquet, which is the Millennial Kingdom. It's a banquet. So, for the Christian people that want to continue to believe in a pre-trib, pre-hardship, rapture, or resurrection, uh, I would caution you, I know the verses that you, you have, I know many of you are so good at debating, and the people that put this together, they take the scripture, they make it look so perfect. But the thing is, the other verses that they are presented with they've already been trained to just ignore those other verses like one resurrection i was living in vegas when i was in vegas when i was uh, on the program out there there was a, a brother he was a, a teacher prophecy teacher He'd come into Vegas, I don't know where he lived, I don't know if he lived in Southern California, but he'd come into Vegas, he had a group of people that would follow him. He'd come into Vegas about once a month, once every six weeks, and he would have a night where he would teach. I heard about it, I, Saturday night, I really didn't have anything to do, it was early, five o'clock, and I just felt to go, and I did. I sat and listened to the guy and I think I only went once and he was giving the crowd verse after verse on the pre-trib rapture and I just listened and then finally he had questions and answers and everybody, they were all amen, agreeing the guy was their man so I asked him at the end, whenever all the others finished questioning, there was, I, I let everybody question, ask their questions first, and finally, pretty much everybody was done. So I raised my hand, and I asked him. I said, I said, are there? I said. Uh, I forget his name. I, I don't think I called him pastor. I just think I called him brother. I said. Now, do you consider the rapture to be resurrection? And he looked around and he he nodded and said, yeah. And I said, okay, so then what you're saying is you believe that there's a pre, before the tribulation, and there's a mid at the center point of the tribulation, and there's a little bit, some that will be uh, raptured later, gleanings. So you believe that the rapture is a resurrection, and he had to it had to say it. He said yes. I said so. Then what you're saying is each rapture is a resurrection. And he ho hum. But he said well yes. I said well then the scripture only talks about two resurrections, the resurrection at the white great white throne judgment and the ra- uh, the resurrection where the dead and living go stand before Christ at the white at the at judgment seat of Christ i said so you still believe that there are three rapture resurrections rather than rapture and he said uh you know yes i said okay and i sat down well no one said a word Because they were now thinking about it. And everybody started getting up. And naturally, uh, everybody walked in the opposite direction. I'm so used to that. Except for one brother. He came over quickly. And he said, Thank you, brother. No one's ever presented that to him like that before. He said, Thank you. Because I knew that he understood There is only one resurrection, not three, not two, not multi. So the people that still believe, and I have many friends and family that do believe in a rapture. Again, I say that this is a doctrine of demons, just one of many in the evangelical churches in America. Then, I, I really didn't want to touch on what I'm going to touch on right now. But I'm going to. You know me. I don't want to. But the more I'm saying I don't want to, I know I need to. And many of these things that I'm presenting to you, I'm they're, they're a whole, complete teaching. There's a whole, complete thought. And I'm going to present it in a condensed form, just to give you the concept behind it. We all know that in this country, the Jesus movement was a phenomenon that was really, in church history, almost, to a great degree, unparalleled. Now, I know you might think that's crazy for me to say that, because we had so many uh, awakenings in this country before. When we first came to the country as Christians, then another awakening before the Civil War, awakening at the time of the Civil War, after the Civil War, there was the revival, Pentecostal revival in California, everybody knows the Azusa Street, other revivals everywhere, the the Foursquare and the Assemblies of God coming into existence in the Pentecostal move, one of the uh, interesting uh, dynamics of these two ministries is one was predominantly black, the other was white. And many of you remember a friend of mine, Ron Perry Sr. There's another Ron Perry out in California where uh, Ron Perry that I'm speaking of ministered, and this guy was a homosexual. Well, that's not who the friend of mine was. The friend that I had, that this friend, was of the highest integrity. And uh, he wasn't. He hung around with so many, or he spent time with through his dad, some of the great Pentecostal teachers of the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies and 80s even. And he knew the drug addictions, he knew the alcoholism, he knew some of the homosexuality, effeminate. He knew these people. But the Holy Spirit put him in that world. And he was on the program. I had him on, I think, three times. I was going to have him on a fourth time so he could explain the craziness in the Pentecostal movements with A.A. Allen and so many others and before that he ended up in the hospital with non-COVID but they put him on COVID protocol and two weeks later he was dead. So, I wished I could have had him on. I tried to remember all these visits I had with him, just fantastic insight now with the baby boom generation children the reason I say this is like no other movement or awakening in American history this was a awakening it was a movement it was targeted not at the whole country it was targeted well I'm sorry It wasn't targeted, or the target of it, I should say. The Holy Spirit targeted baby boom generation children. Born in about 48, up to about 60, 63. This was the target. And the reason being is because this group is in the Bible it is in God's Holy Bible and I'm going to be careful not to mention the verses intentionally because when I give the full complete thought I will give you the scriptures but not until then you see I have to be wise there are many people that listen to my programs and they take the insight that the Lord has given me into the eschatology and Jeremiah talks about these kind of people they take the words of a prophet as their own and God says that I am against those that steal the words of my prophets of my people I have to be wise. But once I lay this out perfectly, today I'm going to give you just the concept. Then you'll know. And it'll be documented. I've documented it before when I was in Las Vegas in 2006 six seven. I documented it then. So nobody can claim that I heard another pastor, another teacher, talk about it this was my revelation of the Holy Spirit something that he gave me and I protect it now the baby boom generation children the great experience they had and there's a movie out presently I've been talking about the baby boom generation for 20 plus years more than that because I was born again during that time. I'm not talking about just what I've learned, what I've studied, which is very important. Because as I've studied Chuck Smith, John Wimber, these men at that time, David Wilkerson, you can see I can get a, a, a good balance of where they came from doctrinally in their eschatology in their theology and I was able to study it but at the same time I know many of those people these young people that were born again I spent time with many 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 of them I was in Berkeley California right in the mid 70's early early part of the 70's there on uh, on uh downtown Telegraph Avenue right there south of the college the university we lived on University Row with uh, other brothers and I know the great experience was that these people initially were not so churched they weren't necessarily churched they were well educated to the point where they could pick up the King James and figure out how to interpret the King James the these, the thous all of that they were able to do that and uh, because of that because of their education it gave them an advantage most were very educated most came out of the drug culture alcoholism, sex culture, (coughs) excuse me, they came out of all the culture, the sins of the culture. And because of that, once they were set free by Christ, then they were able to explain and they had the experience of the power of the Holy Spirit on their lives being set free from demon possession drug addiction I mean I'm not talking about pot I'm talking about then you had perversion of every kind sexual perversion I'm going to go to a uh, break here at the bottom of the hour I'm going to have to continue when I get back So for now, I'm going to put everything on hold, and I'll be back to continue in a few minutes.
0: Accidents can happen at any time and any place. Preparing ourselves is critical to being able to respond with confidence. Serious bleeding events are scary, but having bleed stop handy can give you the edge. Just pour it directly in the wound and apply direct pressure Clotting happens in seconds. KHNC listeners get 20% off on the products listed. Visit the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. That's the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button.
7: Reasons to own gold, number
5: 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street, Pinstripe, Bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Mark Hall, host of the Come Out of Her, My People show here
0: on the Roar of the Rockies. Tune in to discover why, whether it's the law of the land or scripture, what you've probably heard it says is not what is written. It's time to come out of all of that.
1: Okay, I am going to continue. Again, my contact information is Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado 80502 And the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com 1360KHNC.com this is a three hour program I know you're not going to be able to sit for that length of time but you can through the week you can take a half hour here and another half hour you can get through it I uh, also say that uh, I would invite you to tell friends other Christians To tune in, this I I I am presenting to this audience these very important. uh, I don't want to call them topic topics, but very important. uh, uh, Oh, I wish I can. I'll think of the name very important matters if what I say if we are at in the last decade this is an important matter this is something that God's children should know and hear I'm not coming from uh, anybody else's position most people don't have the, con- the, the position that I have just as a thought America is in the Bible America is Babylon the Great in Revelation chapter 17 and 18. That is a matter that is very important. That Israel is going to be invaded very shortly. You know, this is the beginning. We're in the mid-April right now, 2023. Israel's enemies are planning to attack. That's an important matter. Russia, involved in Ukraine presently, Russia is going to have a change in direction here very shortly. Russia's for- focus is going to be south in the Middle East. China, right now, as I'm speaking to you, China is flexing her naval muscles, circling Taiwan. China is going to invade. Then China is going to look at South Korea. And China's going to look up and down the coast to the south, Vietnam, those nations down south. And, eventually, China's going to have her eye on Japan. These are important matters. I, I know you would agree. Tell your friends, no one is telling you what I am presenting. I listen to Christian radio to some degree. No one is telling the American Christians there is no pre-trib, mid-trib rapture because it will cost these pastors membership, especially those that believe that lie, that are deceived. Then, the pastors won't talk about the United States being in the Bible, and if the United States is in the Bible... Where is this coming son of perdition come from? No one is talking about this. That's not their ministry. That's my ministry. This is what the Lord gave me. This is how the Lord trained me. So I have a different perspective. Not, I mean, there are probably many, many others that I don't know. I haven't heard of any that have the views that I have. My views are maybe too out, too, too far out for some people. Well. Maybe they're not. And like I always say, forecasting. Weather forecasters, they tell you a storm is coming in, a front is coming in, a heat is coming in, whatever. And whoever is the most accurate gets the biggest audience. Well, we who are teachers of Bible eschatology, end time, end time, Or, or time prior to Christ's return, we are forecasting also. We are taking what we see in the scripture and we present our view, our forecasts, so to speak. Well, with forecasts, uh, there's they're going to be tested. Every forecast has to be tested to see whether or not the problem is not what the Bible says about the end of the world or the end of the years before Christ's return that is accurate forecasting the prophecies are accurate the interpretation is the problem because there are so many that have interpretation different interpretations so the problem is not with the forecasting it's with the interpretation so i'm always presenting my interpretation and i will be tested on it i have been tested on it i am being tested on it so i just present that to start the, this second half of this hour but i i didn't forget i'm going to go back to the baby boom generation believers They're unique. Antichrist is a baby boomer. You don't have to believe me. It's unique. Donald Trump is a baby boomer. Hillary Clinton. Some of the very, very powerful people in this country. Baby boomers. Menachem Begin. Baby boomer. American baby boomer. Israel began its baby boom in when it became a nation again in 1948. This was the intention of the Holy Spirit to begin a, an experience with the young people of this country that would change this society. And it did. It did change music, it changed the culture, many of the young Christians continued in their education, many became ministers, many of them should never have been in ministry, they had no business, that was an ambition for everybody to be, because it was, it was the end thing to do to be a minister a pastor most of those individuals were not and I will say were not called to those positions there's a difference Paul said he was called to be an apostle there's the matter of calling and then there's a matter of uh, individual choice individual choice isn't going to pass the test the test of time those that are called I know some great friends that are ministers, have been ministers since the 70's they were called to minister to the body of Christ they were called into positions of pastor Lester Summerall a man called in the Pentecostal church, many didn't like him because he was Pentecostal He was called a great, great individual. And the proof was with the way that the Holy Spirit used him, the way that he worked during those years in his ministry. Here God gives him an insight to put a television station and broadcast from this great state of Colorado which I call Colorado, right there outside of Denver. Internationally, you think that was just accidental? No, this came to a man who knew how to pray, a man who knew how to hear God's voice, what the Holy Spirit was asking him to do. Firstly, being a pastor; secondly, being a having a ministry. A radio station, a, a television station, and his let's say, broadcasting. I compared it to some of the others, the Bakers, and the, uh, I can't even think of the other names. But his, he was fruitful. Fruitful. The others were fruitful too, but uh, there's not going to be much return from those that. Sent their thousands and millions of dollars to those ministries, Paul and the Crouches. You think I might be critical of some of these people? Well, I don't need to be critical. You look at the tree, you look at the fruit, and you have to assess, make an assessment. You have to tell the truth. Is a walnut tree a, a walnut tree? So, But going back to what happened, and I believe in my studies, many will disagree with me. I have my reasons to believe it. That move of God was a 16-year period of the moving of the Holy Spirit on baby boom generation children. Jewish, Hebrew, and Gentile. This is one of the things that made it unique. It was directed by God, by God, to the Hebrew people in this country, in America. It couldn't be directed to the Hebrew people in Israel. It had to be directed to the Hebrew people, the young people in the United States and to the young Gentile people in the United States. This is what made it unique, but you see, God has a plan with these two peoples. God has always had a plan with the Hebrew believer and the Gentile believer. But through the last 2,000 years, it has been basically the Gentile believers that have paved the way to spread the gospel through to, to the nations. And all along the way, there were Hebrew people involved too, whether it be the Catholic Church, Lutheran Church, etc. But in our time, it was a Movement of the Holy Spirit directed firstly at young baby boom generation children. Now, this is you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. Secondly, these young people who would meet Christ were not directed to the Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopalian. Methodists, Presbyterians, Anglicans, churches, to, to these Catholic churches. They weren't directed that direction. They were directed, most of them, to evangelical Christianity. Because of the freedoms that we have, maybe sometimes too many freedoms, we're not as rigid and there's more freedom and there was a freedom to follow, to to know who the Holy Spirit was, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy Spirit you couldn't be led by the Holy Spirit in Catholicism you were led by traditions, same with the Lutheran churches, a system same with the Orthodox churches Methodist, Anglican Episcopalian There's a system. That system was never going to allow these young people to be free to preach Christ the way they did. And then on top of that, there was a mix of fundamental believers that that really dove deeply into the Word, and there was a mix of those that dove into the Pentecostal giftings. There has to be a balance. the Pentecostal giftings the giftings that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 these giftings are vital they are necessary they are pure, they are holy they are needed in the body of Christ today because there's going to be sickness there's going to be demon possession who's some of the healthiest unhealthiest psychologically unhealthy people in this country Christians They come to Christ unhealthy mentally. They get saved, but no one is there to help them with the psychological conditions that they may have been affected by before they met Christ. Demons, in various degrees, drug addiction, alcoholism, sex perversion, who knows what else. But they need to be set free. And only, the only way to be set free is through the power of deliverance. There's a, a man that you all know about, Derek Prince. This man was unique in his ministry. He is the, I would say he is the Apostle Paul in that type of the deliverance ministries. There are many deliverance ministries here in Colorado in the past. Bob Larson, and there was uh, Malcolm Smith to some degree but not anyone like Derek Prince you should listen to him like he says if you if you have demon possession if you are demonically uh, influenced and let's say that you you kinda want to be set free but you kinda don't I know some people that women that wanted to be free from demon possession but that meant that once they're free from the demon possession, nobody has empathy for them, and they, and they, they like to be the um, be taken care of. They like to be treated with tender care. So they it was a crutch. They like they wanted to be set free, but at the other on the other side, they wanted to be pampered. No, if you want to be set free, you have to make a decision that at all costs you're going to be set free. You have to be, uh, how did Derek Prince put it? You have to be all in, basically. I'll think of exactly his wording. You have to be desperate. That's what he used the word, desperate. You have to be desperate to want to be free from psychological problems. If you're not desperate, the Lord can't help you. The demons have permission to stay. You've got to be desperate. It'll cost you something. But there's nothing better in life than to be free from demonic strongholds, demonic oppression, demonic control. Nothing more free, nothing, you can't be, uh, you, you can't be any happier than to be free from what these creatures do to you and the bondage that you're in. Now, secondly, the baby boom generation, not just the Gentile children of the baby boom generation, the Hebrew children also. And out of that, you had many who were Hebrew that got saved. And where did they go? Back to their Jewish brethren. And even some went to Israel. Many had that calling with the Jewish people. They won't listen to a non-Hebrew. They won't listen to Gentiles. The Gentiles are inferior that's just put in them in their culture but they will listen to another uh, one who is also of the lineage of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob one of the twelve children of Jacob they'll listen to someone who is has Hebrew blood and many of the Gentile people won't listen to someone who's Hebrew we still are in that para, that, that paradigm where there's still a little bit of animosity and mistrust whatever you may call it between some of the Hebrews and the Gentiles Gentiles and the Hebrews it's just the way it is it's just nature Paul addressed it in Romans and Ephesians he addressed it thoroughly then uh, I know there's a third point And the third point is that the freedom that these baby boom generation Christians had. They still dressed, they still had the long hair, they still were affected by the culture. Many of them continued in alcohol, drugs, whatever they were in before they met Christ, they continued in it. You know, I was in a fellowship And in the fellowship, there were some believers. These individuals were great brothers. But one was effeminate. A couple of the others were homosexual. But you know what? They were members of the fellowship. And they didn't practice that lifestyle. They didn't practice it. They had the power of the Holy Spirit to keep them pure. This is what the holy spirit can do to people who have that lifestyle lesbian homosexual transsexual any sexual doesn't matter Christ and the power of his holy spirit and these 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 brothers they were they loved the lord they could pray they worked they stayed away from temptation through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what I got to experience with other believers. We were free. Some felt the Lord wanted them to get a guitar and start singing music and making music, and they did. They they weren't in an assembly, they weren't controlled. They weren't in a church family. They were just kind of bouncing around here and there and everywhere, just going to wherever the Holy Spirit would lead them just to meet with other Christians. I told a pastor years ago in Longmont, one of the things that God is going to do, I told this brother that. He's a pastor of one of the big Pentecostal churches there in Longmont. And I told him, the Lord... Is tired of the 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 denominational boundaries. He's tired of it with the evangelical, with the Catholics and the Lutherans. He's tired of it. And so, what God is going to do to break down those walls, those barriers? He's he has a tool. God is all wise. He has something that he always uses in every generation. And when he uses that strategy, the Christian people begin to join together. I'm going to tell you what it is. Persecution. Persecution. When the pure persecution begins, you're just another brother. Pastors will just be another brother. There'll be no, in a sense, hierarchy. There'll be still those that are established in experience and life in Christ. But, basically, we're all going to be just brothers in Christ, whether Catholic, Lutheran, Episcopalian, if you're true believers. We're about to end this hour. We're going to have the third hour. I'm going to have to continue with the baby boom generation. It's in the Bible. I'm not going to tell you where. I have another program. This one is pretty thorough, but I want to get you the verses and what God expects of us. We who were baby boom generation Christians. Many of us now are up in years, but uh, it doesn't mean that we're not useful. It just means that we're up in years. But we still, as long as we have breath, we, have, we who have learned to intercede and pray, we are very, very, very needed. We are very important to Christ and His plan. So, for those that are dropping off, God bless you. Podcasts are on 1360khnc.com God bless you. God bless you. May you have a wonderful week. Please finish listening to this program tell your friends about it and they remember every Sunday 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program so I'm going to uh, finish this hour, we'll go into the next hour and then finish out the program we'll be back
3: with saddle up in gilcrest colorado we are a western saddle and tack shop and we carry all the tried and true cowboy and equine brands in the industry we carry brands such as mccall martin and billy cook we also carry a variety of horse tack items like saddle pads head stalls and much more visit our website to check out our whole catalog or visit us in store 303-772-7821 again 303-772-7821
0: The P.E. Gun Show, April 15th and 16th, will be located at 1840 Greeley Mall, Greeley, Colorado. The show has hundreds of vendors selling firearms, ammo, accessories, custom knives, food, gifts, and much more. With a $500 shopping spree giveaway on Saturday and Sunday, CCW classes, and food all weekend, it's the perfect way to spend the day. Buy, sell, or trade. See PEShows.com for more info. That's PEShows.com. See you at the show.
6: The Tree Farm's early spring tree and
7: shrub sale is going on now. Come see thousands of trees, shrubs, perennials, and more with huge savings. See what's on sale at thetreefarm.com. Seven to eight foot tall autumn blaze maple trees, now only $139.99. Five-year-old four to five foot tall Austrian pine trees, now only $279.99. The early spring tree and shrub sale is going on now at the Tree Farm. You take I-25 to exit 235,
8: then five miles west to the Tree Farm.
5: Hi, my name is Sam Cheshire. My wife, Lisa, and I own Build Design America in Longmont, Colorado. We've been in business for over 30 years, offering full-service flooring to northern Colorado. A few years ago, we started into Kivas Studios. We offer full-service kitchen and bath remodeling, along with a design service. We're located in Longmont at 665 Frontage Road. Our phone number is 303-772-1202. And we also offer free design services, so give us a call 303-772-1202.
9: This is Steve from the Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado. We're looking for some technicians. If you're looking for a place to work where they don't expose you to dangerous chemicals, where they don't yell at you, where you're not forced to work like a slave, and you look forward to going to work every day, come talk to us. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, in Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492. 720-680-0492. We're looking forward to hearing from you.
5: Hey friends, Freddie Freeman here. A wise man by the name of Ben Franklin once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. So go to
7: 1360KHNC.com and click the Patriot Supply button and make sure you're prepared. With plenty of survival products from emergency survival food, water filtration systems, survival coffee, and more, my Patriot Supply has got the perfect gifts for you. Just click that Patriot Supply button only on 1360KHNC.com.
6: Hey, folks, Larry Elder here. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily. You're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this. There is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R E F Y.com, or call. 888-YREFI24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-YREFI24. You will be glad you did.
9: This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to
5: promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard, and we're here to support you and your needs.
9: 970-800-3693.
1: And welcome to the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every Sunday... 9 to Noon, here on 1360 KHNC Radio, Johnstown, Colorado. Podcasts are on 1360 KHNC.com. My contact information, P.O. Box 872 Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872 Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And... I began the program by thanking everybody that had prayed for me while I was in the hospital due to uh, a fall that I took on an icy cold day, black ice, mixed with I think surfactant which would be, um, and I'm trying to, there are so many things I want to discuss but I'm trying to stay focused focus I have to focus so I do thank uh, those of you that prayed for me I really appreciate it so thank you for your prayers and I am recovering I'll be in a wheelchair probably for another month all things work together for good to those that love God to those that are called according to his purpose his eternal plan Which, uh, I will say, before I continue with the Baby Boom Generation children, that this is no accident that you are here. You are all being given an opportunity to close out this age, whether you want to or not. This is why we have been apprehended by God. We were going through life, minding our own business, doing whatever we did whether good or evil and Christ uh, called us we heard his name, we heard his voice we responded he apprehended us most don't know why you've been apprehended because of his eternal purpose through time for your families for those that you love, the people you work with but that's not the end of it we are the Feared army of Almighty God. We are the most feared generation in the history of mankind. This baby boom generation, these children, we have changed the world. In the church, we who were born again, but then if you take the baby boom generation children as a whole, our fathers that were World War II They did great, fantastic things. Everything they did, in a sense, was for us through the the will of God, whether they knew it or not. Helping to make America the most powerful nation in the world. That was done by them for us. Then who did God dispense all of technology? Who took technology to the to the stars basically it was baby boom generation children we're the ones that perfected the computer world the digital world because we have the Spirit of God on this generation believer and non-believer because it is in our hand in America we had the education we had the economy which was vital we had the Constitution, the freedoms to own property, free speech, own guns, houses. We had the a culture that was a Christian culture which brought a great blessing upon this nation. We, baby boom generation in this country, we had to take we had to take what our fathers gave to us and we had to build it like no other generation has been able to build. We took music to a whole new dimension. You look at the rock groups that just came out of our time period, starting in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Yes, it is continued, but you don't have today groups that are together together. 20-30 20-30 years like we had uh, we took uh, science who is it that really put together all of the technology and the bio techn- bioscience for the pharmaceutical companies it wasn't our fathers and it wasn't necessarily our children We are the ones who did that. This generation is in the Bible. The baby boom generation is like no other generation. It is the biggest generation. Now these baby boomers are beginning to retire. We were the wealthiest, collectively, of all the other generations. Wealthier than our children or the children, following generations more educated than in a sense our children and following generations we were more gifted uh, as far as creativity whether it be music, art movies who is it that built the movie industry yes, they began MGM all these, they did but who is it that had the Understanding to begin to make the Star Wars movies with computers and continue to do with computers what we've done. It's our generation. We are creative. The most creative. We're the biggest. Now we're, many are retiring. Those that are still living are now in their 80s. So this is why I'm presenting to you this concept of the baby boom generation. There is a a great plan with us. Now, this generation, out of this generation, are going to come the individuals that have the deepest experiences of the Holy Spirit. And you have ministries out there. the the new apostolic reform movement that have been indoctrinating the young people by these men like Bill Johnson and all these others right out of southern Colorado Uh, trying to think of his name this new apostolic reform movement with all of the concepts one of the most the dangerous thought that I've heard Is they have been telling the young people that we, the older people in the church, it's going to be their, it's going to be their church now. It is their church. We, the older people, are to be replaced. We, the ones, try, tell that to the apostle Paul. Tell that to the apostle John. Tell that to Peter. That it's the young people that are going to replace these men who have these deep experiences of the Holy Spirit that have learned to follow the anointing and it's something that you you don't read in a book it's something that you have to pay a price for you have to be trained by the Holy Spirit you have to spend time with the Holy Spirit hit and miss oh the Lord told me this and then you find out the Lord didn't tell you that and then next time you have a thought well, the Lord told me this, you're not so quick to say, well, the Lord told me this, you test it first. And they tell these young people that now it's your generation, you're the ones that are going to carry the mantle. Uh, no, no, that is untrue. They're not going to carry the mantle, no way. I'll give you the verses in the Gospel of John, uh, the epistles of John, First John. He talks to the young man, to the children, the young men, and the fathers. All three are vital in God's plan. Children, young men, fathers. Not, oh young man, you're going to be the ones to pick up the mantle now. Uh, Forget the children and forget the old people. This is one of their doctrines. It is another doctrine of demons. No. There has to be the fathers, and the young men, and the children, and all three. It says they know God, they have an experience of God, and all three know their position, where they are in life, in the in the stages of life. There was a young. T- there was a time, when I was a child, in God, and I knew God, I knew the Father. Then. I grew into a young man. And I had the experiences of a young man. I was bold, resisting the devil. Then, the time came where I became a father. Someone who wasn't being taught, in a sense. Uh, We're always in training. But I became one who had the experiences... Of the Holy Spirit I knew by experience who Christ was I knew the difference between the Holy Spirit and the spirit of the world the spirit of the flesh the pride of life I knew these things so I knew it was more difficult to deceive me and this is what happens As time goes on. And you have the fathers. Always there watching. The young men. Because I promise you they're a target. And they will drift. Into another wrong direction. So easily. Like these young people that are being talked to. By those in the new apostolic reform movement. They believe. That they're now going to be the ones. Carrying the mantle. They don't have the experience. They don't have the experience. Of the Holy Spirit. They don't have the experience. They don't have the knowledge of the word. The deep things of God. They don't have it. But in their mind they may believe they do. And I'm going to tell you what will happen. They will be deceived. And they're going to, they'll divorce their wives. Or, their, or they'll neglect their wives. And their wives will leave them. Their children. Children are a difficult thing. If you are planning to have children, you better think about, for you young people right now. I'll tell some of the older and the younger, those that are planning to have children. You don't know whether or not these children are going to meet Christ. But once you have children, your ministry is to pray for them and to prepare them for the gospel and then give them the gospel And pray with them so that they receive the Holy Spirit. I know friends, Christians, whose children are far, far from ever being saved. That's got to be tough. That's got to be something that is extremely hard. Hard to handle. But it's part of life. It's just the way it is. I don't take anybody having children. It is a responsibility you, just to, to clothe them, put a roof over the head, protect them, that's just part of it. But to bring them to their eternal God, that's another matter, altogether different. And I know so many Christian families, their children will never come to the Lord, never. We fathers, we have the deep experiences of the Holy Spirit. You go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither is entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. But we, in fact, I'm going to get the verses for you. So give me just a second here so I can read them to you. And uh, I'll make my point. Verse nine. On the contrary, Scripture says, "Eye is not seen, ear is not heard, neither is entered into the heart of man." All that God has prepared, that is, He's made and keeps ready for those who love Him, who hold Him in reverence promptly obeying Him and gratefully recognizing the benefits He has bestowed. Then He says in verse 10, no one gets past verse 9, Yet to us God has unveiled and revealed these things to us by and through His Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of god understanding the divine counsels and things hidden beyond man's scrutiny so god has revealed these things to us but generally when you're a young when you're a, ch- a child or a young man you don't have the experience to know really what god is unveiling and trying to reveal to you it takes you a while, so for the these men like Bill Johnson and all these others who and the young people that believe this nonsense that believe yes the mantle's being put in our hand. No, I promise you. If the apostles, who went through the hardships, and they came out on the other side, these people, if they even go through. They won't go through anything near what these men went through. And I promise you, they won't come out unharmed. It's going to cost them. It may cost them everything. No, they're not picking up any mantle. God has given a degree of responsibility to the young children, young men, and to the fathers. But He's not given all the responsibility to young men. So this is unbiblical for these people to even talk like that. Unbiblical for people that are young men to even entertain that the mantle of the church is going to be put in their hands. They don't know the scripture. They don't know the Bible. With the baby boom generation children, those that came out of the 60s and 70s, I, I began to tell you, I began. I believe that that 16-year period of time, and it was a 16-year period of time. It began with John F. Kennedy. It began with him. I believe that this man had a change of conscience, and the Holy Spirit was dripped, uh, was was uh, uh, fell upon the baby boom generation children. For 16 years many 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 millions met Christ they changed the Christian world they changed the evangelical church <clears throat> from what the evangelical churches had been Baptist or you know all the other denominations they changed it to something new there was a, a dynamic there was a new energy, a new life, a new exuberance, uh, a new effervescence of the touch and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And they changed, these young people changed the religion of their parents. It really, the Lutheran churches, the Catholic churches, these big established churches, they didn't know what to do. They're losing young people out of those established churches like crazy. What could they do? They could do nothing. I'm a Catholic. I was a Catholic. I would have been suffocated by Catholicism. I was being suffocated by it. There was no reality. But once I met the Lord, I came alive. I sought out other Christians. I would look to see what Christians were were carrying the fish symbol, or the cross, or a Bible, or praising the Lord, or reading the Bible. I sought these people out for two and a half years. I was born again, but I'm still living in my sins. But it was during that two and a half years the Holy Spirit was with me, and I knew when how He was moving. I knew when I'd go, when I'd get a job. I knew how He was moving, and He was always taking me from when when I'd finish one job with one company, I'd get something else with another company. He's moving me, moving me, moving me. I knew it was Him. It couldn't have been anybody but Him. I go to the bars talking to the got people there in the bars while well, I'm half loaded half drunk but I'm talking about the Lord that's all I knew how to do I mean that's I knew to do that much and for two years going to the bars running around women drugs some drugs not not a whole lot I was I I, I would thank God he kind of spared me from a lot of that that world, not all of it, but a lot of it. But he protected me. He was with me. I knew him. I'd be driving. I drove a, a semi, a grain truck, from Greeley to Omaha, and I smoke a little bit of something, and I would get chills up and down my back, and I go, I look at the seat to my right, and there's nobody there. But I I would write out loud, i say, Lord Jesus, I know you're sitting right there. And I mean, I'm in a a kind of a daze. And then I just drive like a zombie for like three hours, not because of the drugs, because I, I know the Holy Spirit was right there. You could not convince me he wasn't. I pull over, I go back to the shop, I'm getting fuel, a guy comes up, they always had these guys who would come by, insurance salesmen. This guy comes by one day and he asks me if I have insurance. And I just instinctively said, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, you do? I said, yeah. And he said, oh, well, uh, how much do you pay for your insurance? And I said, well, nothing. And he said, well, and he was puzzled. He said, well, who's your insurance with? And I pointed to the heavens and I said, the Lord Jesus. And he just looked at me, kind of nodding, smiled, and walked away. That's the kind of boldness I had. He wasn't, I knew he was my insurance. And then here, just uh, about the end of the year, we're hauling grain in Nebraska, up to Broken Bow and up toward O'Neill, and then back, and I roll that semi. I should have been, I should have been dead. I should have been dead. But as I went over this cliff, down this gully, down about 70 feet. I said, well, as I went off the road, I said, well, Lord, amen, I'm in your hands. And I got to the bottom of that. I rode just a perfect seam between a a dike and a hill. I rode right down the middle, and it just felt like an angel stopped the truck. Well, the truck had tipped over from the cab back. It, the, the cab didn't twist over or, or end up on its side. The trailer was, and there was corn all, all to that marsh. And I did get a little bruise on my right leg from the gear shift knob. The gear shift knob held me in the seat because I didn't have seatbelt on. And I was hanging onto that steering wheel. You should have seen that wheel. It had. I don't know what kind of a grip I had, but man, there was indentions in that wheel. Not really. But I knew. So the Lord was my insurance. But this is the baby boom generation. And through those two and a half years, I knew and got to know who the Lord was. This is what happened during the years of the baby boom generation children. Early in the 60s and and mid-70s. It ended, it began with Jimmy Carter. I'm sorry, it began with John F. Kennedy. It ended with John F. Kennedy's half-brother, Jimmy Carter. That is when it ended. Jimmy Carter is the individual that ended that 16-year period of the Holy Spirit pouring himself upon the youth, the baby boom generation children. I have reasons to say this. It was Jimmy Carter, the half-brother... Of the Kennedy boys. He ended it. It's, it's, there's a whole, I've got another two hours to just talk about on that matter. We'll be back in a few minutes.
5: Friends, this is Bradley Dean, show host for the Sons of Liberty. Join me on KHNC 1360 AM every weekday at 8 PM, Saturdays at 5 to 7 PM, and Sundays from 6 to 8 PM.
9: Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by.
2: We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more.
9: We have new, state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado.
2: Everything very good. Just come in and enjoy it
0: hey folks as a cbd user i can attest to its effectiveness and now my kind cbd products are available at the station you'll see tinctures salves lotions creams coffee cocoa tea and much more you'll even find cbd retinol cream KHNC also carries My Kind Pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best price is the best quality and all THC-free. My Kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it.
7: The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088 TeheboTeaClub.com
3: It is not because men have made laws that life, liberty, and property exist. On the contrary, it is because life, liberty, and property existed beforehand That men made laws in the first place. What then is law? It is the collective organization of the individual right to lawful defense and punishing injustice. Frederick Bastiat, the law.
1: Okay, well, we're going to finish out the third hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. Every Sunday, uh, 9 to noon, here on 1360 KHNC. And podcasts are at 1360KHNC.com. Every Sunday, tell your friends, in the weeks coming... I'm going to tell you why and why we baby boom generation children are in the Bible and the plan the unique plan that God has for us we are still many of us have been faithful to the Lord through the last starting from the 60s and 70s have been faithful to the Lord have continued in the race of salvation of the soul we have continued to be faithful to the Lord. And we will continue to be faithful to that day when He either takes us to be with Him and allows, allows the, uh, the angels to take us to paradise to wait patiently. Or maybe we will be here and we will be, we'll hear that call come up here. And when we hear that call come up here, the dead and the living Christians will be taken into the cloud to the judgment seat of Christ. We're in the last decade. More proof that we are, I can pretty much prove it just by the events taking place in the world. Military, the nations are talking about World War Three, and they call World War III maybe Armageddon. It's not. The next war really is going to be Israel in Psalm 83, Israel removing all the threat from the surrounding area. Then World War Four, or the next war, will be Russia coming with Iran and other nations into the Middle East to be destroyed by the Lord. Then, after that, then there's going to be Israel making an agreement with the, at that time, President of the United States of America. And Israel is going to request and promise, have this individual promise that he will not invade Israel. Well, that individual will continue to use American military to begin to punish the nations for not going along with the globalist plans of the West. Then, eventually, the forces of America will invade the Middle East in Israel and occupy Israel. We've been thinking about Syria, but eventually we'll just move into Israel. Then, by that time, China will be already in the great plan, will have uh, broken through with diplomacy with all the Asian sisters and they will begin to prepare for the coming final war of Armageddon. So we have a ways to go yet. But all this that I just discussed to you, all of it, takes place in the last ten years. All of it. So the next thing that really will shake you up is when Israel removes the threat of terrorists from around her nation. That is Psalm 83. That will take place before the Russian War with Gog and Magog War. The Gog and Magog War will take place just before the Tribulation. The first leg, the first part of the Tribulation. Two parts, Tribulation and Great Tribulation. The Russian war will take place before the tribulation. So we have to prepare. We are God's army. He is our Lord of hosts. Literally, I mean that in the sense, right now, this commander, this captain of our salvation, he is calling and mustering and numbering the individual's that are going to lead the Christian family, many in the Christian family, or those in the Christian family that are caught in apostasy, they are going to lead many of those individuals out of their apostasy back into their AWOL because of bad doctrine. These individuals will bring them back into the positions in the kingdom of heaven where they need to be to fight the coming battle and the coming battle you think bullets and bombs are destructive you see and I haven't even got to talk about this but I'll present this and then I'll I'll go back and give you the reasons why I'm going to state this the great spiritual battle between the occult world and the church now I'll go back with that statement, to the Jesus movement period of time, starting in with John F. Kennedy, and then forward to Jimmy Carter. At the same time, the baby boom generation children were coming to Christ, many within the baby boom generation were, Satan had a campaign also to deceive them and to Uh, recruit them for his kingdom and this is why so many of the rock bands from England and America began to present Satan to this culture there was the Rolling Stones the Beatles to begin with Blood, Sweat and Tears Symphony to the Devil Songs of this Nature well, Satan just said, "Well, if these Christians are going to, or these young Christians, these young people are going to profess Christ, well I'm going to also I'm going to uh, recruit some of these baby boom generation children for my kingdom, they will do what I want them to do, and God allowed it. God allowed it. There was a, 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 a move in the world of the occult you're familiar with the the uh, New Age movement with the white witches it didn't have to be black witches white witches New Age uh, in the church there was a lot of this mysticism uh, there was a the Beatles spending time in India in the Far East bringing back the religions of the East uh, you have you uh, have George Harrison becoming, I think it was Hare Krishna uh, the Beatles sing about they go out and meet who was it they met the Dalai Lama the fool on the hill but you had you had all these people in the occult you had Anton Levey, 1966 the Church of Satan he writes the the Satanic Bible so at the same time you always have Two things happening. Christ is bringing people into his kingdom. The devil will bring people into his kingdom. We have Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. And they have Beelzebub, the Lord of the flies. So it is deeper. The history of what happened in those years is deeper than you can imagine. There is a movie out now. The Jesus Movement, and I heard it's pretty good. I haven't had time to go see it. I hope it's still out. I don't know if I can get the movie. I will probably. I'd like to see what they have to say. Then there was a. What I'm telling you today, I'm going to probably rehearse in the future too. The churches, the big churches, they, um, I don't know who, I don't know if this was an operation by the CIA. You see, the government, they always have to stop true religion. They stopped true religion. Rome stopped it with Christ. They had to put an end to it. They couldn't let Christ continue. The people believed him. They knew he was telling the truth. Kind of in a, in a discreet way, he was talking about how he was coming eventually to destroy the powers of the world at that time Herod tried to kill him as a young child because Herod knew there was a savior that would take over the kingdoms so he had to eliminate the threat well the Jewish people knew that God had promised them through the prophets there would be a kingdom that would come and be put into the hands of the Jewish nation the Hebrew people And when Christ came, the disciples even thought that Christ had come to bring in that kingdom. And Christ told them, uh, No, that's not in my hand, basically. That's not in my hand to say when. Well, Christ knew that first there had to be another 2,000 year period of time. Prophecy stated Israel had to be dispersed throughout the nation. It had to, as a nation... No longer exist, the land of Israel had to be taken over; there would be no Jewish homeland. Christ knew they had to be scattered had came to pass pass <clears throat> and Christ knew that he did come in a sense to bring in the kingdom but not as the way not in the way that Jewish people thought about it, that they were taught. He brought it in through the power of the resurrection, and we have been members of that kingdom and we have the foretaste. the first fruits of that kingdom today as I'm speaking even. So we have the, the reality of it. Now it will come into full manifestation in about the next ten years, nine years when Christ does return. And then at that time, these nations, the kingdoms of this world, will become the kingdoms of our Lord who we serve God the Father and His Christ, His Son then that kingdom will come and He will punish the world for its evil and judge the unjust so the Jesus movement, you have people being saved you have The kingdom of darkness it also has to grow and the Lord even gave the example that a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit an evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit and he's talking about two kingdoms there is a kingdom uh, that is uh, the kingdom of heaven and then there is a kingdom of darkness both are like trees, they have to grow together just like the wheat in the, in the church you have the wheat and the tares you have those in the body of Christ that look just like Christians talk like Christians dress like Christians conduct just like Christians they're holy, they try to be holy they don't drink they're squeaky clean but they're tares they do not have the Holy Spirit in them but eventually When the time of the harvest comes and the heat of the day comes, time to dry out the the wheat, then you will see the amber and the black. You'll see the wheat that is amber, the true believers, and you will see what appeared to be wheat, the tares, black. Servants of the devil. They will be separated. Children of the devil will not go into the kingdom. They will go into fire. It's all in the scripture. So we have. The baby boom generation children. Now going back to a thought. Is. How is it. That the. Government. Can kill. And I do believe the government had a hand. In. In beginning the destruction of the move of God and I had heard and had read and I believe I cannot deny that it is probably most likely true that different government programs were going to assist maybe in presenting things to some some of those men who were the pastors who had congregations or who would start congregations and I remember this one thought and the thought is these these, these baby boom generation believers these Jesus movement people they are too free to follow the Holy Spirit, they are following the Lord. They're reading the Bible. They're they're singing on their own. They're creating music. They're they're just doing all this stuff. But they're not churched. Ah, the fox's tail. They need to be churched. Well, when the Holy Spirit's working, He's teaching them more than church will teach you. They need to be churched. They need to be brought into assemblies. They need to be brought into congregations. They need to be brought in. They're too radical. They're too out there. They're they're lone rangers. They need to be brought into the church. Slash, I don't like that word, church. The truth is, they have to be brought into the system. And we have systems for them. Now, many are going to be offended. Many are, many are going to be probably a little offended at what I'm going to say. But consider, Chuck Smith. Chuck Smith begins a great movement throughout the country. And with the Calvary Ministries, we as Christians, we have to go back to... Look at the fruit. Let's look at the fruit of the Calvary ministries. Look at the fruit after almost 50 years. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a second. You look at the fruit. You look at the fruit of the Wimber movement. You look at the fruit of many of these the Toronto crowd the Florida group the fruit of of the kansas city prophets the fruit of bill johnson and the new apostolic reform movement i'm trying to think of the church in redding california you look at the fruit you go you go to even city i grew up in longmont i go to the different assemblies i look at the fruit and what do i mean by fruit are they is the fruit the people in these assemblies is the fruit the type of Christian people that are going to be effective in the spiritual warfare against the prince of the power of the air. Most of the Calvary churches, they don't know anything deep about spiritual warfare. They live right. They attend church. They are good people. But in combat, how about those in the vineyard movement? The fruit. This is what Christ has asked the apostles to do. To look at what is being... We we produce after our own kind. What Chuck Smith was, he produced after what he was. (coughs) And I know... Many in the Calvary churches, great people. But I begin to talk to them about demon possession and about the dysfunctional Christians in the assemblies, and I can see that they're looking at the door. It's too much, it's too deep. One of the pastors that was vital and instrumental in my walk with the Lord during my, I had basic training in Christ for two years then I had my advanced training and the brother that was in in, uh, one of the pastors that was involved in my advanced training I uh, couldn't talk to him really about um, people being afflicted these psychological problems actually being a form of demonic influence and even to some point uh, demonic control I couldn't present that to him he didn't he didn't he didn't get it now he was very he was a great bible teacher he could preach the gospel but he didn't really have the experience of the holy spirit in the sense that, that I did I had I'll give you just a quick we're about to finish the hour I'll finish with this I have a friend we were he's very charismatic very very in touch with the Holy Spirit I was too we would fellowship we were on the same wavelength and I didn't have a phone I told the story before I was uh, working a job in the oil field and just trying to get some sales I didn't have a phone and uh, John called me up one day and said hey I need to have lunch. I said, All right. I got he got I got the message. Then he said, Rick, he said, I uh how do I get in touch with you? You don't have a phone. I said, Well Uh actually I was on the phone with him. I just felt to call him. And he said, I'm so glad you called. He said, But how do I get in touch with you? If I need to get in touch with you, Rick. I said, Well, John, uh just say, Lord Jesus, have Rick call me. He said, Oh, okay, all right. He understood that. I meant it. He understood it. I told this to Max, his friend. He went, Oh, brother, that's a little bit too spooky for me. But that would be another call. I'm going down the street one day. Better call John. He needs to talk to you. I call Rick. I've been asking the Lord to have you call me. I've been praying for 30 minutes. I said, Oh, sorry, John. I just left the house, and I was going by the phone booth here at 7 the Lord told me to call you. He's well. He said I've been praying for thirty minutes. I said, "Okay, all right." He says, "So you better, you better. When the Lord tells you you better, when He tells you to call, you better call right away." So the next time I'm driving, and the Lord said, "You better call John." I pick up the phone, put in fifty cents, give him a call, Rick. I just asked the Lord thirty seconds ago to have you call me, and you called. I said, "Well, Amen, John. Just whenever you need him, need me to call you, just tell the Lord, tell Rick." He'll tell me. He goes, All right. That's the way it went for six months. And then I eventually got a phone. But then Max, he needed to talk to me. He called John. John said, Well, Max, just tell Rick, just tell the Lord, Lord, have Rick call me. And Max said, John, when you talk to Rick, you have him call me. So I was going down the street. The Lord said, You better call Max, he needs to talk to you. I call Max. He goes, Hey, brother. He goes, Hey you need to get a phone. I said, I know. I'll get one here before long. He goes, Well, did you talk to John? I said, no. He said, you didn't talk to John? I said, no. I said, I was going down the street, and the Lord told me to give you a call. You needed to talk to me. And he stopped, and he went, whoa, brother, that's a little too spooky for me. And I said, well, Max, the Lord just told me, Max needs to talk to you. Call him. So that's why I called. Well, I don't know. You better just get a a phone. I said, well, okay. So anyhow, this is... The way it was, this is the way it's going to be. It's going to have to be this way. You following the anointing, you listening to the Holy Spirit, and don't think it's difficult. It just takes a little practice, a little sensitivity to the Lord, and you will begin to have clarity when the Lord is speaking to you. Well, I'm finished for today's program. I'm happy to be back. I hope that you're glad I'm back. Thank you again for your prayers. I want God to bless you, bless you, bless you with blessings to the point where you have to tell the Lord, Lord, don't bless me anymore. I'm too blessed. Hey, that can't happen. It happened to me one day. I just said, Lord, Lord, if you don't stop visiting me, I'm going to burn out like a light bulb. But may the Lord be with you, keep you, everyone that lo- that you love, that loves you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you in the greatest, richest way through this coming week. I will be back next Sunday at 9. Join me then. I will probably try to put something together. Today the Lord said don't worry about it. You just follow me and I'll take you the direction you need to go because I'm the master of ceremonies. I know what my people need. You just obey me And they will be helped. So God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I will talk to you next week. God bless you. You have a wonderful week in Jesus Christ. Amen. Bye. Talk to you then. This is Rick Rodriguez. Christ said he would build his church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Join me on Sundays from 9 to noon for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program on 1360 AM KHNC.
2: Join us for the Naturally Inspired Health Summit. Find real solutions for healthy living. June 24th at the Ranch in Loveland next to the Budweiser Event Center. Keynote speakers include Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Ben Tapper, Patrick Wood from Technocracy News. Tickets are on sale for only $20 until May 1st. They increase after that. Get your tickets today. For more information and to purchase your tickets, visit naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com or eventbrite.com.
1: This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, The New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360
7: KHNC. You can hear the roar. The roar of the Rockies. 1360 AM, KHNC.